Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Half Gen Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Hoping you would do it. I was like, come on! (laughs) Do it. Do it. Uh, (laughs) Ross, uh, how's it been? How's things? You know, things are going, man. Things are going. Um, Been gaming a lot recently due to a recent acquisition since our last episode so been having a pretty good time do you want to just get into it <laughs> sure um right now i would hold it up but i'm finishing putting it back together i will hold it up for you is Thank that you. okay absolutely please fantastic ross got himself one of the hold on uh nope that's match uh, hello uh, sam hey, oh, oh, hi uh, <laughs> ross got him one of these here we go you're on hey. you're live on deck <laughs> hey what's on deck um yes i got my steam deck um so oh god okay was okay. it everything you dreamed it would be yes it's okay for four years i've been such a huge anyone who's listened to the podcast knows i'm a huge proponent of the switch um i love being able to play my games wherever i want to play my games and i think even at one of our first episodes this year I broke down my email from Nintendo and they were like, here's a breakdown between docked and undocked mode in terms of how many hours you played. It was basically 50, 50, um, for last year. Um, so, I mean, myself and the rest of the world have been praying for a switch pro for years. Yeah. Um, and Nintendo says, nah, son, we're still making money. So, um, I've been charging it because I think I'm going to. Well, we were talking. I think I'm just going to play. But uh, yeah, they were talking about that. They made this instead. The Swoled. Yeah. The Swoled. Which I mean, the Swoled. The, this image does not do it. The, the screen does not do it justice. No. But that is yeah. a vibrant image. Yes, it is. Very Vita-esque. Screen, I will say, and it's not to the same extent. Um, but when they announced the Swoled, it was kind of like when they. Everyone thought they were going to announce the Final Fantasy VII remake, and it was just the PC version for PS4. Yep. Um, I, I, the only reason I even got the Swoled was because I was hoping it would get me to play more Switch. Because yeah. like, the screen on the Switch is fine, but like once they were like OLED, and I was like, you know what? Like I kind of just want to. I was like, maybe a fresh start will get me rolling. Yeah. And I just traded. I sold my old Switch for like 150 bucks, so I only paid 150 bucks for it, and I was like, mm-hmm. whatever. Oh, and then I sold my Switch yeah. Lite for a hundred. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it, and the Switch Lite I almost basically got for free. So, yeah, true. <laughs> I made money. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so I've had the Steam Deck for a little over a week at this point, um, and I've just kind of been putting it through, putting it through its paces. Um, downloaded. Um, so I got the sixty-four gig uh, version. Um, very quickly, I knew that was not going to be enough space for anything. So I bought a one terabyte SD card ahead of time. Uh, what I didn't realize is that 
how little 64 gigs really is, even in, when you're prepared to know how small 64 gigs is. Um, Especially so, when there's an OS on it. Yeah, yeah. So I think after the OS, I think it's like 50-something gigs, 53 okay, or something. Okay, I, I didn't actually look. That's actually pretty reasonable. I know... Um, I, I don't mean to get on a big tangent, but I was um, no, you're good. I was buying my mom a new tablet because she has like some. Ta- I, I had, it, but you know, not not pre. It's over. I had a sponsored stream. Um, mm. It's over, so I'm not. No, like, se- I'm not currently them. selling out on half gen. I sell out for <laughs> half gen, not there on is. half gen. So we absolutely half gen or die. <laughs> uh, we'll be dead soon. Yeah, well, uh, well, <laughs> uh, nervous laughter. No, um, so she has this tablet I bought her. So she had this old, like, really cheap, like, $98 tablet that I got her for free. Like, we upgraded phones, like, four or five years ago. And so she got it for free. It had, like, th- you know, 3G and everything. And it was a bad tablet, but it was free. And so she got used to having the tablet. And then I upgraded her to, like, a A7 or something from, like, two or three years ago. And so she uses it for Hulu and everything. And then so I was doing the sponsor stream, and I was like, let me borrow your tablet. I'm going to get – I'm going to play the game on it. I'm going to use my QR code and play the game on it. (laughs) And I was was booting up, and it was so slow. And I was like, oh, my God. So she doesn't know yet. But on Prime Day, they had the A8, the 10-inch, which came out this year in January. Oh, it's the really? newest tablet she'll ever have. Oh, nice. uh, and so I bought that and I read the reviews and somebody was like, don't buy the 64 gig or don't buy the 32 gig if you actually want to use it because the OS takes up like 20 something gigs of it. Wow. That's a lot. So I spent an extra, I think, 30, 40 bucks. It was 199 down from like 299 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I bought the 64 gig because she's not going to do anything with it. She's going to install Hulu and Netflix and be like, yay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. So I'm like, whatever, you know, I'm just going to get her that. And now she's going to have a bigger one. And so now she'll be like, this is too much. And I'm going to be like, well, deal with it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did a nice thing. <laughs> Ungrateful every goddamn time. Buy her a bedroom set. Eh. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted it, but it's a lot of money. You didn't have to buy it. A bitch, say thank you. <laughs> <sighs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I, de- I derailed your conversation. You were talking about how 64 gigs is not enough to start. Yes, yes. So um, I think I think partway through it's, uh, the whole reservation process, um, I think I kind of regretted at least not going for the 256 um, gig version. Um, so that's the one I uh, would recommend as the base model for anybody looking mm-hmm. at a switch, uh, switch uh, Steam Deck. Um, yeah. If you can afford it, just get the 256. Even if you don't want to go for the 512, I got the 512. No regrets. Um, but 64 gigs while it's enough you don't if you're not going to go in there and manage it like ross has learned uh then you're not going to have a good time with it yeah um so one thing that valve doesn't tell you is that when you install games even on an sd card um it stores a lot of like shader data on the internal storage but it's not when you look at your internal storage it doesn't identify it as such it just says other so you can have nothing installed pretty much or like an indie game 
but a bunch of AAA stuff installed on your SD card and your internal storage, if you have a 64 gig, will be like 45 gigs full. So there is a way and the Steam Deck community is already like super nice and really helpful. Steam Deck um, community is in general, I would say much nicer than the overall PC community. I would say so. They are a very kind subset of users who are very passionate because you get some of the people who are like, I really like Linux and I'm excited that people are enjoying Linux. And then you get people who are like, I used to play Switch, but I want to play PC. Can you help me? And then you got the people who are just like, I'm just here for the games. (laughs) (laughs) This is convenient and I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like, so like I learned from a random person on Twitter after I tweeted out about that storage thing. They were like, oh, you can like move move all of that, all of the shader data in these two folders to your SD card from your internal storage and then uh, move them back. But instead of actually moving them, just say link here. So it basically is like a shortcut that the internal storage uses to get the shaders off of the SD card, which frees up all of that space, which is great. I think it's I think shortcuts are called SIM hacks or something. I don't know. I'm new to Linux. Um, but so I obviously valve very much is, has been like, Hey, once the device, you have the device, it's yours, tinker with it at your own risk, yada, yada, yada. There's been complete breakdowns. There were complete breakdowns before it was even out. I think valve put out a breakdown before it was even out. Um, and I mean, even to the point where like I fix it has official replacement parts. If anything breaks and you can just go straight there and know you're getting basically oem parts uh for your steam deck which is incredible which no nobody does that no no but everybody is trying to be as proprietary as possible just look at like Mm -hmm. hp and dell and all them and they have proprietary motherboards and (sighs) nothing's upgradable and then here's valve being like not only is this open here's everything you need to know to tinker with it and we have official parts through a the arguably the most reputable you know repair brand out there for Mm -hmm. these types of devices yeah, and I we're not sponsored by iFixit, but I've used their I, the rest of the tools are in the other room. Yeah. But just like I use their stuff, like all the time, it's amazing. Um, but like just Valve's willingness to like, it really is them bringing kind of the PC mentality to console gamers to be like, it you can start it and download games. And it pretty much just works like a console. I'm, but if you want, want to dig deeper, you can do a lot of stuff with it. I would say, at least with the Steam Deck as it is right now, unless you are willing to, at some point, go into the OS, potentially. Like, if you are someone who wants to buy a Steam Deck and be like, I never want to have to go into the main OS to address anything, you should not buy a Steam Deck. If you are just like... Like, if you have a Switch and you're just like, oh, this is a Switch, but PC, it is not. It is a Switch with a back end and a lot of compatibility stuff that may or may not have workarounds. And you need to be willing to dig and find those workarounds because at, the, at its core, the Steam Deck is a PC. Mm-hmm. And it is a Linux PC, which you've never used before. <laughs> you know, no. uh, odds are you've never used of that. have not used that. So, like, I. I <laughs> And Ross, you're totally correct in in the general sense. I just want to be clear if anybody's listening and they're like, oh, wow, it's just that easy. It is, but it isn't. And like, 
Yeah, I mean, if you go into play, it understanding what it is. Yeah, if I mean, if you just want to play your Steam games, like they have the very helpful verified on deck to show which games work well on the Steam Deck. Some people have found games that don't work well that are verified. Uh, but also there's a Monster Hunter Rise isn't very I'm, I'm actually about to double check that because I remember that was always one of the ones that I thought yeah, was it, weird. it was not it was not verified as of like when I recently looked at it Mega Man Legends is apparently verified because it works uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just curious but that that's the other thing of it is like if you're going in you have to understand that a lot of you, yeah it's still not verified but, but it, it runs runs at, perfect. at 60 FPS yeah so meanwhile you, Games that are fully certified for deck, like Deathloop, run like shit. <laughs> yeah, and I w- I will say, from ju- anecdotally, just from what I've seen online, um, that does seem to be the exception to the rule. It seems like for the most part, verified games actually do run well. Yeah. Um, and a lot of games that are listed as playable, which is kind of the middle ground between untested and verified, most of the playable ones are just like oh, you might have to log into a different launcher or something. Or you might um, have to manually bring up the on-screen keyboard. Right. You know, right. or or it might not show Steam Deck buttons. It might yeah. show, because I had a game like that, that it um it showed, I think like, dude, you want to know something crazy? Dark Messiah of Might and Magic, that single player game that Arcane made before Dishonored, yeah. runs perfectly on deck. It shows all PC inputs and I had to manually configure the controls to like line up properly, but like mm. it, it just works. Yeah, it's incredible. It just works. And like, here's this old ass game that it is, I don't want to get into. I was gonna say it's, I don't want to get into an ultra wide conversation. I had another yeah. ultra wide thing happen. And I'm like, but yeah. Elden Ring can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck game was it? Oh my god, it's gonna bother me. It was a game, and I was just like, this game has ultra wide, and Elden Ring doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it's just been it's been a very good experience so far. Um, so I've put a decent amount of time. I'm gonna. I never actually owned Slay the Spire on Steam. Um, I owned it on Switch. I owned it on my cell phone. And I owned it on Epic Game Store, but I never really wanted to play it on Epic Game Store. Um, so I put like I've put like I think like sixty or seventy hours into Slay the Spire on Switch. I bought it on Steam during the summer sale, um, and got introduced to the wide world of mods for Slay the Spire. Um, so base game has four characters. Um, I added uh, the Knight from Hollow Knight, who has his own complete deck. And there's a whole mod that adds like custom events and stuff. I had a Joker from Persona 5 who Ooh. has his own deck. I added Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh! who has like the dark actual magician? Like, deck stuff. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, I'm and, mm, and two, never and played Slay the Spire, but um, maybe. Yep, and 2B as well. <laughs> two, of um, course. Yeah. She's in everything. Like, yeah. So like Steam Workshop stuff does work on deck and you yeah. can access it from deck, uh, which is nice. Um, but kind of early on I said I'm really interested in kind of the emulation side of things on the deck. And there's a website called uh Emudeck which uh you basically download and run a script. Oh boy, it's washed out. I know. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, 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 oh. Mega Man Legends. There it is. Yeah. Um it's called Emudeck so where 
it doesn't actually download really like apps or anything. Uh, it downloads scripts to run. So it basically installs every emulator that you'll ever need. And it also pre-configures them to um, what they think are like the best settings for each emulator per system. So it's very easy to set up and it also installs something called the Steam ROM Manager. So the Steam ROM Manager is a way to where if you want your emulated games to actually just show up in your Steam library as well, um, so you can access it from the gaming side and you don't have to go to the desktop side, then you can use the Steam ROM Manager, check systems you want, uncheck systems you don't want to show up in Steam and run it. And then it automatically creates collections in your Steam library based off of platform. And Chris, can I tell you the two games that I've put the most time into on the Steam deck? I would love nothing more. One is Metroid Prime Trilogy. Um, I have started that first game so many times on GameCube. Um, but there is something I found out about because it was one of the actual, actually one of the emulators that was installed which is a fork of the Dolphin emulator, which is the GameCube and Wii emulator, called Prime Hack. So basically it is a way for you to play the Metroid Prime Trilogy as a twin stick shooter, basically. So in the original GameCube version, you walked around with the, the left stick and you also kind of looked around with the left stick, but in order to look up or down, you had to hold down the left trigger and she would grab the gun and look up or down. Now you can just use the right thumbstick and look around like it's a normal FPS. Um, lock-on stuff still works with the left trigger when you shoot and that sort of thing. Um, but there's also a ton of HG texture packs that completely just reskin the game to where it looks better than, I think, any Switch game so far. Um, it is beautiful. Um, runs super well. Uh, and it has been a joy to play on the couch because we've all wanted Metroid Prime Remake for so long on Switch. Um, and rumors are they're going to do the first game, but would really like to have the whole trilogy before 4 comes out. Um, so I put a decent amount of time into that. And then the other game, you wouldn't guess in a hundred years. <laughs> um, is, it is it emulated or is it Steam? It is, it is emulated. It is a game... That I don't know what prompted it. I remember like Final Fantasy One. I'm playing the Pixel remaster. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I know you mentioned that. That's why I was like, oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, it is an open world game on PS2. I'm. I'm. I've historically first people, party or not. Not. Uh. Historically, people know that I'm not a huge fan of Rockstar games. I don't like the way like the character controls. But for some reason, I was just kind of feeling it. Spice and City? so, the Godfather of the game. I, I've wanted to rewatch the Godfather for a long time. And the Godfather of the game shows up on a lot of, like, yo, this game was actually really good. But I have heard just that. wrote it off as a, as a licensed game. I've put a ton of time into that. I'm like halfway through the main story in that game. I might, I might have to. I might have to acquire that. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, man. It's fun to like run around like 19 whatever it was, 40s New York, 30, 50s New York, and just like it's it's so weird. The combat you lock on to enemies with like L L1, and then you use the right stick, 
as to just like throw punches for no reason and you can also like um you can also grab people and like bash through through windows and like bang them up against walls and stuff you extort businesses you know um, who developed that game who developed it ea redwood shores you know who they became visceral you know what game they made a dead space huh? a dead space <laughs> So I guess it goes without saying it's a good game. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the craziest thing about that game is that they actually got like Marlon Brando and James Caan and a lot of the movie actors to do the voiceovers. And it's really immersive. The PS2 was like the last generation that they really got the people to reprise their roles. Yeah, that's yeah, very true. With the exception, like some PS3, 360 games like that, that Star Trek game they made when the Abrams movie came out. That mm -hmm. has Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto for whatever reason, and it's very half-assed, but they're there. But the mm -hmm. PS2, like, I don't know what it was, but those actors were just like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not anymore, though. We got, right, you know, Tom Hanks' brother. You know, <laughs> something Hanks. I don't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, I forgot his name. Um, the only person who didn't reprise their role was um, Al Pacino, unfortunately. I mean, as Michael yeah. Corleone. Um, but it's, it's cool because it does, it, it tackles the narrative, my favorite way of doing it when it's basically adapting a movie to where your, your character is like in the background of like famous scenes. So like the famous scene of, um, Al Pacino, like going to the bathroom to get the gun out of the toilet and to shoot the guy in the restaurant, like you're the guy who planted the gun there as part of the family. And it's a lot of that kind of stuff. Okay. Where like, so the movie couldn't have happened without you. Exactly. But if the they knew you were there, it would have ruined the movie. Yeah. 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 And there are some emulator issues with the game. Um, you can see car lights through walls, which um, I've tried doing a lot of fixes for, but haven't found anything. I've gotten used to it at this point. Um, every once in a while, you'll see some kind of uh, some lines of geometry here and there. But overall, it works really well. Just don't get married to the idea of really c customizing your character's face all that much because that's cut off in the emulator no matter what you do <laughs> so i just did a couple of oh just randomize the appearance and went for it and it's fine um but i'm definitely going to finish that game because i love the godfather and that game is better than it has any right to be um fair enough so th there's been that there's been metroid which i'm um, that's a very slow burn for me um, uh, because I have to be in a very specific mood to play Metroid because it's such an atmospheric game, especially Prime. Like, I need to be in the right headspace for it. Um, so when I'm not, I play Final Fantasy 1 Pixel Remaster, which my, is holds up really well. I just got lost for the first time about, like, seven, eight hours in, I think. Um, in the main town, there's this dancer at the fountain at like the hometown who will be like, who's the town gossip who up until a certain point will give you hints about where to go. So I didn't get lost. And then she was like, haven't I told you enough? I just want to dance. And I was like, no, I need more help. Um, yeah. That's when the game's like, stop crutching. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but beyond that, um, I mean, I've played a bunch of stuff. Slay the Spire, like I said. Vampire Survivors is perfect on the Steam Deck. That's my favorite um, way to play that game now. Is yeah. just like it's on so on that 
yeah it, it plays so well and like it just it's so good yeah that game um, is just so good it's that it's might so good. be the game of the year dude <laughs> like we'll see what it's not to say about it. um, um we'll see what xenoblade 3 has to say about it um yeah. yeah i know it's gonna be up there um yeah. uh i played elden ring uh on my deck got it to run pr- at a pretty consistent 40 frames per second um which i learned from digital foundry uh even though 40 frames per second is closer to 30 frames per second than 60 frames per second it's so much smoother than 30 it's it's so much smoother because hold on i took a screenshot of this from, it's like a derivative of like 120 or something so in terms of uh milliseconds per frame mm-hmm. um 40 frames per second is actually in terms of the milliseconds per frame halfway between 30 and 60 yes so which makes it feel so much smoother so like for games that hover between like 40 and 50 or something um usually i just lock the frame rate to 40 and the refresh rate to 40 because not yep. only will it run smoother but it'll save battery life too and that's that's a feature that they added relatively recently um being able to uh change the refresh rate anywhere between 40 and 60 i know um i think insomniac did the same thing with ratchet and clank recently is they released oh, yeah. i think it might have been like a 48 fps or something so it was a performance mm-hmm. mode and it was i think it was native 4k but with like le- like less ray tracing but it was better so it was better visuals than the 60 frames one and it was the same quality as like 4K in terms of resolution. Mm-hmm. So like, and they said like, I think 48 FPS is like the like wh- like I don't remember exactly what the the thing was, but they said like when you down the, when you go at 120. So basically, they took 120 hertz as the max, mm-hmm. and then when you chunk that down, they got it to whatever was like the perfect one third measurement of that, and then. I think it, I want to say it was 48 and they said like, it's basically the same like frame timings, I think is like 120. Mm-hmm. It was some okay. weird thing, but they said like, it's smooth. It's not quite as smooth as 60, but it's way smoother than 30. And they were yeah. like, so we got this perfect, like kind of middle ground visual mode that has all the fidelity, not as many of the effects, but it has incredibly locked and smooth frame rate. Yeah. Yeah. Which so... I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I, it's when it does come to these like, uh, when it does come to these games that just can't quite hit sixty, um, which is obviously, honestly, a lot of the AAA games because Steam Deck is very powerful, but it's still a handheld. There's still compromises, so, um, so most of like Elden Ring, Cyberpunk is weird. I haven't actually started it myself, but um, or I haven't played it on deck yet. It was 40 um, FPS, by the way. Just like you said for the Steam Deck, I just looked oh, it up. Yeah. It's it a 40 FPS mode, so it's lower latency than 30. It looks mm-hmm. better than 60 performance RT. And it's only 6 milliseconds slower than 60 FPS performance RT running on a 60 hertz display. Yeah. So, so it's fa- everything you could ask for. Yeah, so 40 hertz mode is fantastic on the deck. Um Weird thing about Cyberpunk um, that I've seen from a few videos, and they, I don't know if they've updated it yet or not, but basically when the deck launched, um, CD Projekt Red put in, in the graphics settings, a Steam Deck. So it was like low, medium, high, ultra, and Steam Deck as a oh. as preset. And it ran like crap. They It wasn't optimized for Steam Seems Deck Seems like the all. opposite of what that should do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like um, I watched the 
kind of like impressions video of the Steam Deck from um, Beat 'em Ups, who is generally like a Switch channel, but um, we got the deck because he loves handheld gaming, and he was streaming it, uh, and he was like, "Why is this happening?" And then the chat was like, "Put it down to medium and just see if it changes anything." And it was like silky smooth thirty, and he was and he put it up to high, and it was like pretty solid thirty. So CD Projekt Red just screwed up the Steam Deck preset on that. <laughs> Because, um, yeah, like, that thing is no slouch. And, like, mm -hmm. I'm really surprised when it can't run games well at 30. Like, mm -hmm. in, in so compact. That's why Deathloop is so friggin' weird. Because, yeah. like, dude, I booted that up. It was certified. I'm like, cool. I'm going to play, a, 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 you know, an FPS. I was like, maybe this will get me to play Deathloop. Dude, it was like mid 20s at best. And it felt sluggish to play. It felt terrible. Like, I already am, like, not ready to play an FPS on a controller. Sure. But, it like, I streamed Destiny to that. Mm -hmm. Infinitely more playable. Streamed than right. Deathloop. And, like, you know, and that's not any, like, and I'm not even saying that, like, you know, streaming from my PC. So, like, yeah, it's gonna, there's a, there's a certain amount of, I didn't notice any, like, latency or anything. But, like, Deathloop, running natively on this thing felt awful to play mm -hmm. awful and yeah. it's did, green check mark did you put on fsr or did you fsr i waited for 2.0 oh you waited for 2.0 okay. i put everything to low and it was mid 20s and it looked awful that's crazy it was it was a muddy sluggish mess it yeah. i would call it unplayable yeah if you played it you would not you would say you would look at me and say chris i don't want to play this Mm-hmm. Can I stop, please? <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's weird. Even more reason, I just traded in my PS5 copy of Deathloop that I bought and never I, played. So. so you paused for a second, and you said, I just traded in my PS5 copy of Deathloop, and I was like, <gasps> what did you do? <laughs> Go <Money>. to war! <laughs> um, yeah, and I got like five bucks for it, so that's great. Um, but I, I won't talk too much longer. Um, no, take your time, man. But I play through after desk job. Fantastic! It's, it, it's every time you play something that Valve develops, it just makes you angrier that they don't make more games. Dude, I the, love the writing is so good. I love that robot, and I love how he became. Uh, spoilers for Aperture Desk Job. I it's love forty five minute guess. <laughs> love that he became my parole officer. Guess yep. who became a parole officer? <laughs> It's me, <laughs> so you don't need to worry about it. And he's talking about his other dudes he's got, and he's like, this guy, he's just trying to get by, and he's doing his best. He's like, oh, bring the desk. <laughs> yeah, bring the desk. <laughs> it's always bring um, the desk. Oh, somebody, that's the police. Somebody is going to have to answer for this. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, that is like the, um, like the Astros, like that is the experience you get for like you play when you get the deck to show off the and, features. And I showed that to a lot of like non like gamer people. Well, not, mm. I shouldn't say non gamer, but like people who, you know, wouldn't normally play like a, a valve game because they don't have like a PC or whatever. Right. Everybody was laughing within yeah. the, the, the game starting up. Like that game is just so charming and so mm -hmm. funny. And like, it's so weird, like when the when the machines launch the counterattack. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just ovens and dishwashers just shooting. It's just shooting it. It's like, whoa, you gotta take the Valve man. They're coming back for revenge. Yeah, Valve should Valve should make more games. They need to make more games. Yeah, they're so good at it. Um and then Cave Jonathan. Oh, 
yeah, that was big. Bring them back. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um, be, beyond that, dabbling in a couple other things. Um, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. This is exactly the kind of platform I would want to play that game on. Doesn't run quite as well as you would like. Um, Does but it still I, look really good, though? It still looks really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I downloaded the um, uh, Proton um, uh, GE uh, from the desktop, which is like a more kind of like experimental future update type of thing. Where oh, so you're in the beta. You're in like the beta for the ge proton um and that makes it work a little bit better and i found that that kind of makes most games work a little bit better if they're kind of just freaking out a little bit Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a free it's free download on the discover store and the desktop mode um and then i have just games that i bought on the steam sale um playing sonic and all-stars racing transformed it's still one of the best racing games ever i bought the ascent on a huge discount because i really want to play that um that we should play that together i have that have you played through it not through it no i played like the first level i played it okay. on my pc with like the ray tracing and dlss oh, and everything yeah. that, that looks was nice. sharp yeah it's I, I i was gonna say i really do want to play that with you because it's co-op we should play it. yeah um, no 100 yeah. percent. i i like that game it was fun nice nice okay yeah, we should definitely play that cool um and i think that's pretty much it uh for what i've been playing recently I have a Steam hardware story. I don't know if you want me to do that before you jump into what you Go for it. So with the 64 gigs, I was like, I was doing research and I was like, what do I need to upgrade the internal storage? Because the 64 gig doesn't come with an NVMe. It comes with an eMMC drive, but the slot in the actual motherboard is still the same slot as in the 256 and 512. So it accepts NVMe drives. Um, so I was like, let me find a 256 drive. I don't want to go 512 because, uh, this, the size of drive you need, which is a 2230 NVMe, they're still kind of expensive. Like, uh, I think I saw like a one terabyte was like 250 bucks. Um, so I was like middle ground 256, like 45 bucks. Um, I was like, I'll try it. Um, and there's, there are tutorials online about how to do it. I highly recommend um, a YouTube channel uh, called Deck Ready, um, who puts out a lot of good Steam Deck content and did a detailed kind of breakdown of he of sh- showing how he installed it. Um, so I watched that. One important thing to do that some people didn't do is when you um, once you have the back case off and you're inside, um, make sure before you swap out the SSD to unplug the power supply and to press the power button a few times to just get out any last second juice because people have, have, have not done that and you can't hot swap SSDs because it screws things up. Um, so the reason why we started about an hour later tonight than I wanted to is because I was doing this. Um, so did you hot swap? I did not hot swap. Okay. I did not hot swap. Um, so it was a very easy process. There's eight screws on the back of the Steam Deck. Um, and then you just need to um, get something. Again, I had the iFixit. Uh, good job. Um, you should keep the typo too. Um, uh, I got the iFixit kit. And they have... Uh, Not a typo, basically... that's a capital I. No, it says I hot sop instead of swap. Um, yes, okay. 
<laughs> I see it now. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, but with the iFixit thing, they come with little pry tools um, specifically to get in between uh, kind of plastic parts of hardware. So um, that was the scariest part. It always is, is you hear that those snaps for the back case to come off. That was easy enough. Take it off. Um, there's a, a, a shield you have to take off to get to the um, NVMe. It's three screws. One of the screws was almost almost came stripped for me. Um, so that was almost bad. Yeah. Um, I couldn't... It, it, they're all Phillips head um, screws. Um, but that one was stripped enough to where I, none of the sizes I had worked. So I had to use a, uh, a flathead and luckily that worked because there were two edges that were still defined enough to okay. where it, it it could grab hold. So that was almost bad, but that was fine. I took the shield off. Then once you take the shield off, then you unplug the battery. Remember to press the power button to get out any excess juice. Um, and it's just one screw to get to the NVMe. You slide it out. It has like a like a thermal like jacket around it that you just slide off. There's the drive. Great. Um, and this might be different for the 256 and 512 because those are actually NVMEs. Um, but for the 64 gig, um, the drive is is very thin. Um, and the 2230, it's the right size. Um, but like there's the circuit board and then there's like a black kind of like chip on top of it. Yep. Um, That's your actual a... storage. Okay. That's so the that was... storage module. So that was a little chubbier and took me way longer than I, that was the hardest part of the whole process was fitting that thermal sleeve back on uh, to the new uh, NVMe. That took probably about 10 minutes of me kind of wiggling it in to make sure it worked. Um, but eventually got it in, put it right back in the slot, put the screw in to uh, keep the NVMe down, put the shield back on, put the back back on, and then valve in their, their ways of wanting you to tinker and do whatever you want. They have the, uh, basically the, the disk image file or whatever it is um, for SteamOS, um, which you can download straight from their site. It's a two gig file. Um, the second hardest part of reinstalling SteamOS is making sure you have an eight gig USB drive in your house. Yep. It, it's only a two gig file, but they say it must be an eight gig USB drive. And so I find one, I think is at least eight gigs. I start, um, uh, there's a tool called Rufus that basically will reformat it with the Steam OS on it. And it gets to 99% and it says, right, failed. And I go, excuse me, what did you say to me? Um, and then I realized, oh, it's only a four gig drive. So that's why it failed. So I spent the next 20 minutes destroying my house, looking for this 32 gig flash drive that I know I have somewhere that I couldn't find. And then you got me panicking people, now because now I can't find my flash drive. Well, luckily you don't like, need oh, brief, luckily you don't need a re-image of SteamOS. Yeah, but um, I might need that. <laughs> yeah. um, but of all people, guess who came to the rescue? Tony, not Cipher, uh, original Tony. Because Did he drive one up to you? No. Um, he had this little portable external drive with Botticera for for my um, Retroid to start that emulation process. 
And I was like, I wonder if this will, if this it will, will work. Yep. And it did work. It, and that was 512 gig. So got it, installed it on there. Um, started up the steam deck with, um, I had, it. I didn't have a USB a to C adapter. Um, but my wife does have a, uh, a USB C dock. So I used that plugged in the USB cable with the drive and the disc image start to update it. It's working great. Um, and then we get to the point where, um, it's starting to, I guess, install updates, um, for SteamOS. And it kept, like, it would say installing three minutes and it would get through the whole progress bar and then it would start over and say installing three minutes and then go through the whole progress bar and start over. So I looked online to see if anyone was having the problem. And so someone on Reddit was like, yeah, I, I guess it has to, like, up, it has to download every single update. It can't just download the latest update and be fine with everything else before it. Oh, it, it has, has to, to go download. sequentially? Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. But it was doing that for like half an hour. And this is why I was later than I wanted to be for the podcast. Um, Cause I was like, it, it's surely almost done. So eventually I just had to like hold down the power button for 10 seconds, hard reset it. And then I had to do that three or four times before the update would take. And it would finally actually restart the operating system. Um, so that part of the process still this is a first-gen piece of hardware and new software. Um, this was the worst part of the experience I've had so far with the Steam Deck because it didn't work as intended. It took a lot of just, like, muscling through by just, like, restarting the system over and over. But um, at the beginning of the podcast, I I was screwing in the, the eight screws on the back case again, um, and I looked at my storage, and it successfully took... So I now have a 256 gig Steam Deck with my one terabyte SD card, and I'm a happy camper. Um, I'm happy for you. And 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 again, two years ago, three years ago, I would never have done this. That's the part that I'm the most proud of. Yeah, you have been a changed man since we rebuilt that PC. Yeah, it doesn't feel like any time I breathe on a computer component that it's going to break. Um, it did because you were paranoid. It did, yeah. Yeah, but so, now so like, you are strong. Once I saw the video of them, of the breakdown to install it, and I was, I was like, oh, I literally just did this for my new laptop like a couple months ago. And the laptop took more work because there were more screws, but it was a very similar situation. So I was like, if I could do it with my laptop, I can do it with this. And I did it with this. And now I can finally have breathing room on the internal storage. So... All of that is to say, I love the Steam Deck. It's everything I wanted from the system. I've, I, I actually like tinkering around in desktop mode a decent amount. Um, going to the Discover Store and downloading stuff, that's another thing. If you can access your, uh, your Epic Games, uh, games and uh, GOG games through this app called Heroic Launcher on the... Um, on the desktop side and then you can add it as a non-steam game so you can launch it from gaming mode um but if you have a big epic library like my epic library is huge just because of all the free games i have a um, good i have a good amount over there too yeah so you can install that launcher and then play your epic and gog games as well 
Um, like there's a lot of customization that you can do and there's a lot of workarounds you can do for things that you might not think is possible. I haven't, and I haven't tested it yet. Um, but, um, like I have discord installed on the desktop side, but everything I've read is that you add it as a non steam game or a non steam app. And then from the gaming side, you launch discord, you can jump into a voice channel uh and then just go back to the games menu and start up a game and then uh it'll work and you just act like it's discord and you the chat continues and everything else yeah um so i think that's how i'm gonna play a lot of games moving forward uh online with the guys is on steam deck using discord on steam deck because the bluetooth performance has been great in terms of like syncing devices it's been super easy it hasn't been finicky at all which is great um and the battery life has been solid um, dude on emulators the battery life is incredible yeah yeah like it's, dude it's... i play Mega Man legends like i play i play a half hour vampire survivors and i'm like you know i can if i went for a third game of vampire survivors on a full <laughs> battery i'd be getting nervous towards the end but like Mega Man legends it's just like you want to beat the whole game today i don't know like what do you want to do here I'm just like, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, it's like when I was playing... And it sips when it's in sleep mode. Like, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised. As long as you're not sleeping it with a game on, I always quit the game. Mm, Yeah, I do too. I always always get to a point where I can save and quit the game. Um, Mm. But, like, once I do that, I'm, like, golden. Yeah. And then I just turn it off. Like, I haven't played... I'll be honest, I haven't played my Steam Deck in, like, five days, maybe. Just because, like, I haven't really had time. Mm. Um at like 60 percent when i was playing it last time i left it at like 70 something mm-hmm. you know low yeah. 70s so like yeah it's nothing yeah i mean when i was playing elden ring i played for about an hour and when i was ready to be done and quit the game i looked to see how much my estimated battery time left was and it was like i think it was an hour and 10 minutes so like a high high stress game will get you like a couple of hours i was playing slay the spire and um i unplugged uh, unplugged the charger and was at full charge and then after like 20 minutes i just looked at the battery to see how much estimated time i had left it said six hours and 51 minutes um if you you're playing an emulated game or like an indie game like you you can get like between six to eight hours with some of this stuff yeah um the battery is actually i think very good for how powerful this thing is Um, and a lot of it comes down to just you know this isn't as much of an amd versus intel thing but it's just you know Mm. the amd does a really good job of getting a lot of performance without sucking down a lot of power yeah so like you know you couldn't do something like this with the battery life it has and the performance that it has with intel you'd probably go like you know to arm and then that creates its own like thing of compatibility issues so that's impossible at this point you know so Mm it's really cool that they partnered with AMD. They built this custom chip. So valve had a say in how this chip was built and you know, they built a chip that was going to be perfect for their machine. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy to like see how successful it's already been. Um, You're seeing like stories come out of developers saying that like our games just work on it. And that's very, very nice. Yeah, and they just turn them on, like, no testing. They're just like, I wonder if our game works on Steam Deck. And nine times out of ten, it does. Yeah. And then and they launch a patch just to optimize, tweak a couple mm-hmm. things here or there. And all of a sudden, you got a game that's running at a perfect 30 or a perfect 60 or a perfect 40, whatever the case may be. I know, mm-hmm. like, Intergrade, 
when you set that to 40, it's basically locked at 40. You get mm-hmm. occasional dips into the 30s, but like it'll pretty much stay locked, low settings, locked at 40, and it'll just play and it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. And there was an interview that came out with um, Valve Newell. made a better Sony handheld than Sony did. Yeah. Well, they're going to well, support it. At I least. mean, the Vita. <laughs> it wasn't the Vita's is good. Fault. And the PSP was good. It was the Pirate. The... The Vita might be one of the few platforms you can really kind of look at and be like, you know what, piracy? Kind of. <laughs> part of the reason why PSP was so successful. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, no, true, true, true. Um, but, That's why um, Sony stopped developing for it. Yeah, they were like, these yeah. assholes are playing Nintendo on the PSP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but even in an interview with Gabe Newell, he was like, what I'm most surprised about is that the highest like pre-ordered and selling unit is the 512 model, is the most expensive yeah. model. And, like, with this kind of response early on, like, even a lot of the early reviews were like, this thing is cool, it's incomplete because it can't play your Steam library, but when I turn on my Steam Deck and I go to, like, my library, and I see my the great on, like, the verified, the great on deck tab, like, you'll see that number creep up. You'll get new games yep. added there. And it's time. a lot of my favorite games. Like, you know, yeah... yeah. Yeah, it sucks I can't play Destiny on my Steam Deck without streaming it. At the same time, I don't want to play Destiny with a controller, so how much is that really hurting me, you know? And then it's like, okay, now I can't play Destiny. Let's dig into this backlog. Yeah. Yeah, and play Mega Man Legends. And play Mega Man Legends. Yeah. It's the best best Mega Man game. Mega and 2. Come on. they're, They're perfect games. Make Mega so, Man Legends 3, remake Mega Man Legends. I don't care what you do, Capcom. You're fools. Mega Man Legends would kill right now. I mean, if there's anyone who can will it into existence, it's you after Medieval Cap- and Final Fantasy 7 remake. Capcom, please! <laughs> I will love you for. I'll buy Street Fighter if you make Mega Man Legends. I'll buy everything you make. I'll get a Capcom tattoo. There you go. Dude, have you ever seen the Star. You remember the 90s? startup capcom thing because Mega Man legends has it and it's amazing um, hold on i didn't play a lot of capcom games hold I on uh this is only games. gonna play on video um god what is it hold on that's not it um he's searching in real time for the capcom startup we'll get there folks i can't find no, that's the SNES. This one. All right, hold on. Because I can play it on the video version. Hold on. All right. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to do this. Um, Where do I do it? Where do I do it? Uh, share screen, the box. Present now. Hold on. Yeah. Um, A tab. This one. Okay, here we go. Yep. All right, here we go. Yeah. That's magical, dude. I forgot about that. That is magic. <laughs> it's so good. And 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 the audio people got to hear it at least. That's so true. somebody That's listening true. to that is like, yo! <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I remember that. I can see it. <laughs> Someone oh. else got as excited as I did when yep. they heard that. Dude, yep. that is so cool. Bring that back, Capcom. <laughs> I'll put um, that on my body. <laughs> This has basically been like I think an hour of me just saying like Steam Deck is my platform of choice moving forward for anything that's not first party Sony or Nintendo. 
Um, it's I'll be getting pretty much every game on this thing. Um, Welcome indirectly to PC life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the foreseeable, the deals future. are really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I bought like 20 games in the freaking summer sale. Yeah, you bought 20 um, games and spent $20. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, it's just, I've wanted to Switch Pro for so long, and this is hitting that, that itch I've wanted. And, and, there's a Switch emulator on it. That and the reason well. I was asking if how much you like your Switch is yeah. because you have a launch model, which means we could extract our games. In a totally legal way we do not condone piracy no it's totally legal we're just yeah. extracting yeah. games that we own we yeah. own these games we're not downloading a rom we're taking yeah. an existing file that we currently own and we're mm. just preserving yeah. it on our steam deck <laughs> yeah and you know what switch emulator and it runs the games as well as the switch for the most part <laughs> yeah you, you know the one emulator that apparently doesn't still the emulation community needs to still work on apparently original xbox Apparently still bad. Oh yeah, um, I've heard that. So I'm getting all of any multi-platform games that were across all three of those consoles, PS2, Xbox, and GameCube. I get them on GameCube because it's the, the it was the most powerful of the three, or powerful between that and PS2. I generally then, get the PS2 ones just because I don't. Yeah. Th there's not a ton on GameCube that I'm like itching for, so I just do the PS2 ones. Yeah. So like any third-party stuff, I'll get on GameCube if possible. If it was just PS PS2 and Xbox, like Grand Theft Auto, like. I, I got San Andreas and I did, did it for PS2, obviously. Um, so, um, but yeah, um, the Steam Deck, the Switch is probably my favorite console of all time. And probably the Steam Deck will overtake that as time goes on. Um, just because I wasn't a huge fan of handheld gaming growing up. I did a decent amount of it, but I always preferred console gaming. And as I got older and had less time, it has switched, no pun intended. I have a technicality for you where okay. everyone wins. Okay. The Switch is still your favorite console of all time because the Steam Deck is a PC. There you go. Win-win. No one gets hurt. No one gets hurt. No one gets hurt. Yeah. Everyone wins right there. there. There it is. Perfect. There you go. It's And and we can play 2K5 on Steam Deck. So. <laughs> it's, dude, if only that was on Steam and we could do like remote play together. Yo. I'm gonna look into that. Yeah, like some research. We're gonna find out. <laughs> oh, but that—that's me. That's what I've been—a very long-winded way of saying Steam Deck is really cool, man. Yes, Steam Deck. I'm stealing some of Linus Tech Tips' words because I remember watching a preview. I've said this before. He said it was the most exciting thing to happen to PCs in like the last 20 years. Mm. I think he was right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Valve really did something kind of magical. Like mm -hmm. it's it's beyond impressive. Like it's not just like, oh, this is really cool that they did this. Every time I play on my Steam Deck, there's always a moment where I'm like, oh, I'm playing this game on a handheld that's <laughs> Steam. All my games are on it. I can stream my games from my PC. I can play PS1 and 2 on it. The world is my oyster. I can play almost any game I want on this thing. <laughs> you, you can even play some PS3 games decently. I, I know. Yeah. That's the crazy part. <laughs> and it's just oh. like, how did they do this? And it only cost how much? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and it, like when it's when it's docked, doesn't it like upscale to like doesn't it upscale when it's docked? It like, might upscale to 1080p, but I, I don't think it gets a huge performance boost or anything. No, it, it doesn't get any performance being docked. It's yeah. not like a switch in, in that way. But I think just, it will upscale like the video it, output. Like if you put it yeah. out to a monitor, I think it I think it will technically upscale up to 4K if you wanted to like watch videos or something. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah, because um natively it runs at 800p. I believe. Yeah. Um, it's native yeah. 800p. Most games you run a 720p, which just kind of yeah. say it's a 16 by 10 resolution yeah, of the so screen so. by default. Yeah. And I yeah. still don't understand, you know, Elden Ring runs at 16 by nine, by nine. Can't do ultra wide. Mega Man Legends is running natively. <laughs> it's 16 by nine. <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> I, I, what I, is my life? <laughs> I, I will say uh, one other uh, pain point I've had is when I have, uh docked it more or less first time i did it it output at like a resolution of like 400 by 800 and i literally mm. couldn't see anything on the screen um basically i had to use the mouse and go down and start clicking around where i knew the resolution change was in the settings until i finally hit it <laughs> but in the most I, recent i don't i don't know i if haven't it's output the... it to anything yet yeah yeah um I have for like ROM management and stuff. See, I, I did it. I did everything on the screen. I used my USB hub just to put a mouse and keyboard on it so oh, yeah. I could type and do everything. Yeah. Honestly, navigating the desktop mode with the touchpads is actually it's not really bad. Nice. But like yeah. for, for how much I was moving stuff around, I was sure, like, this sure, is just sure. going to be easier with a mouse. Hooked up my yeah. mouse, drag and drop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do want to, at some point, I want to get just a, a cheapy Bluetooth mouse um, just to have with me. And, when I need it. I used um, a wired mouse. I just put it in the hub. <laughs> it RGB'd true. and everything. <laughs> I hooked up that Corsair keyboard over there. I yeah. hooked that up to it. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. Okay, find this file. Okay, drag <laughs> with my Steel Series Destiny mouse. I'm like, drag, drop, and okay, here we go. And I'm just like, God damn it. Like this is like I'm t- I'm back to having two mice and two keyboards. <laughs> How did I end up here again? How did I end up in a dual PC? <laughs> and oh. then I'm sitting there. I'm like, can it run OBS? <laughs> it, it can. Can I just run? Can I just output to this? <laughs> yeah. Um, and 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 just another another <coughs> like another showing of how like consumer friendly Valve is with this. The fact that even the cheapest model of the Steam Deck comes with a carrying case is so huge and it is it's a good it's nice yeah there. it's out of reach yeah and uh, yeah mine is too but um, and like there's a slight difference between the 64 and then the other and the other ones mine is colored um, i think yeah yours is colored and the interior is a different color and it's i like think the it's Alcantara like kind of feel and a slightly different material mm. um but like one thing i didn't know is that the strap on the back of the case and the divot that's for your power supply to wrap it up and hold it in there when you're traveling I don't trust it, but yeah, no, um, I don't either, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, but good, good effort. It comes with a very, it comes with a case, which is, I mean, for switch or anything else, if you want a nice case that adds on another 50 to 80 bucks, if you are going to get something nice. So the fact that that's included, even with the cheapest version um, is, is super cool. Um, I'm, I'm done. I swear. So I just wanted to fill people in because I was moving around a lot earlier. And I just wanted yeah. to clarify for anybody watching the video. Uh, I panicked because I couldn't find my flash drive and I don't know where it is. So I bought a new one because it's Prime Day. Um, so I just went on and bought a new one. 
Uh, Ross, I have something that I meant to show you when you were here. Okay. And I forgot. Okay. I will show you now. Actually, did I show you? What, there's a um, Halo Infinite Master Chief thing? Oh, nice. It's a nice Master Chief. Hold on. Remember the time neither of us have finished Halo Infinite yet? And we're the time Halo, Halo Infinite wasn't worth finishing yet? Because it's not yeah. finished. Finish the fight. Finish the game. Co-op. Not complete without co-op. You can't change my mind. Nope. What the hell is this? I didn't know there was something. There's instructions. Huh. It's like a play arts kind of thing. But it's... Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, a, it's a really nice, really nice, detailed Master Chief. Is that going to live with your Gundams back there? Yeah. I, I really like that they show up. And then you can kind of yeah. see my other... Uh, Okay, you can kind of see my other Master Chief chilling right there too. Oh yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Um, I still really like the Master Chief. I just really don't like Three Four Three Industries because, like, boy, are they doing everything they can to make me not enjoy Halo yeah. much as they can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Still like Bungie, which is weird because I didn't like them for a while. But how the turns have tabled. Oh, uh, have tabled indeed. So I bought this. Because uh, I got an email and PlayStation was like, hey, these are available. And so, you know, I bought this controller a couple months ago and I was like, hey, what if my PS4 matched it? Hey, PS5 matched it. <laughs> nice. So I got to put these on. And then I was trying, I was trying to show what you were talking about with the NVMe, but I forgot oh, this yeah. already has the heat sink on it. So I opened it up, took it out, and I was like, oh. <laughs> because <laughs> um, I was going to show what you were talking about with the, um, you know, with the memory modules. But oh, when yeah. I take off my plates to put these on, ugh, bump the mic, I'm going to finally put this in. Yeah. Uh, which is now they have one of these actually that's marked for PlayStation 5, this exact drive. Oh, really? So they have a oh, place nice. like with a box like this. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, also, and also people with Steam Decks, I believe, it's a 2282 drive, which is a full-size NVMe. People have found that if you buy that and cut it in half, all of the important circuitry is on the right side, and you can use that in the Steam Deck. You shouldn't do it. I I've wouldn't. heard it. I've heard it works fine, and I've heard it's worked for a lot of people. But just get the 2230. It's just it's, get the right drive. Just get the right drive, even if it's a little more expensive. If you do it, you're not that cool. Yep. That's true. What are you digging for now? Oh no, I was putting it away. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. um, I do want to show something. I'm sure you've noticed that the a chair, the 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 secret labs, looking off longingly into the corner <laughs> because it has been replaced by this lovely Herman Miller Logitech Embody chair. Oh, you ended up getting the Logitech I one. I bought you the fifteen hundred dollar Herman Miller chair. You madman! I just got a promotion at work, and I was like, "This is for hey, me." Fair enough. Treat yourself. And I've always wanted a really nice chair, and the the Secret Lab is very nice, but it's very particular about your posture, and it's just like if you're not gonna sit with good posture, your tailbone is going to be in quite a bit of pain. And, you know, after some long gaming sessions, the, you know, the posture fails. The posture check, much <laughs> like in Elden Ring, the posture fails, you know, in Dark Souls. Um, 
And so my tailbone hurts a lot. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy a really comfortable chair. And can I tell you the first time I sat in this chair? Wow. I can't wait to try this it out is, when I come visit. This is time. a comfortable <laughs> chair. Dude, it has an adjustment in the seat that you can extend the seat out to like oh. fill under your legs. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, like the back, all of this is adjustable with the turn of a knob. Wow. So like, I have better posture on this than on the chair that wants me to have good posture. I'll ask the question that everyone's thinking. Does it have RGB? No. Thank God. No. Got a 12-year 100% warranty, though. That's nice. It better. For $1,500, damn well better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this thing is like the memory foam. Yeah. In the seat. Wow. Yeah. This so thing feels incredible and it doesn't even have the headrest because yeah, herman miller like famously doesn't but can i tell you i don't miss it yeah i hate my chair and i'm excited to get rid of it at some point the 30 dollar chair my wife bought off of amazon is more comfortable than this dx racer chair you need to dude get yourself a really good chair they have not as expensive herman miller's I have, I have perused. Like the Aeron and stuff like that. They were 15% yeah. off. So that's why I was like, ah, should I do this? And then yeah. I was like, oh, well, 12 months. I can pay this off. And I was like, yeah, it's like 130 months. And then next thing I know, I'm like, yeah, I bought a chair. <laughs> and I bought. <laughs> and this time my one. chair got broken. So at yeah, least I true. did it on my terms. <laughs> what, what, so what's going to happen with the secret lab chair? I mean, that's the backup for now. It's your yeah. chair when you come and record now. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, true. That, so. that will be more comfortable than the the kitchen yes. shit table. Yes, there, I so. apologize for that, but that oh, was no, the best I could do at the time. You're good. You're good. I have you're my good. old my old DX racer, which I did like. I liked that DX racer. That's yeah. now in the garage, and because we didn't throw it away, it's now my like bumper check for when I'm pulling into the garage. And if I hit the chair, I know I've gone far enough <laughs> and not to keep going. And then like the other people living in my house are like, yeah, I use that for that now too. And so we can't get rid of it because it's too perfect. It's just like we hit that and it's like, okay, park. Perfect use case. <laughs> it's still fully functional. You know, it's just, it's a, it's a little beat up. Oh, it's not like well, my old chair, other chair, sir. but the bent. Yeah, no, no. I, dude, this thing is. You've been talking about it for a long time. And Nat's really upset with me. He is. Because uh, I, I remember all of that conversation when it happened, too. And I, at the time, I felt like I gave him good <laughs> advice. And he's just, he's, he's remembering the past the way he wants to remember it. And that's fair. That's fine. <laughs> that's his prerogative. But I don't agree. <laughs> he made a responsible decision not buying it. <sighs> he did the right thing. Charity. Title. Yeah, I'm putting that in there. Okay. Uh well, I'm happy you got a new chair. It's with it's real nice. How much you use it, it makes sense. That's what That's I was thinking. Investment. I was like, yeah. you know what? If I'm ever gonna do it, now's the time. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, instead of buying nice. other chairs. I mean, it's still yeah. a nice chair. You know, it's comfortable. Yeah. yeah. It's just not what I'm looking for anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um games. Yes. Uh, Destiny wrapped up its story, uh, the, in the last month and, uh, it was good. It was good. Um, a lot of like interesting stories. They brought back Dominus Gaul. Mm. 
uh, voice actor and everything, which was really oh, nice. cool. Um, and so he had a big part where he would like antagonize them. He's like, do the people still remember what I did to them? And then Zavala's like, no. no and then like, play, they kind of players definitely. Will yeah. Not. They kind of made a nod <laughs> to like, there's only people know you in whispers and yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, yeah, because barely anybody knows who he is. And like, you know, now he's not evil. Um, There was a cool thing with Aldrin Sov and Aldrin Sov was trying to like corrupt Crow, but Crow got him. And then Aldrin's like, hey, I'm not so bad. I'm sorry. Uh, and then um, Zavala, there was a really good cutscene with Zavala and his wife. Um, mm -hmm. Because most people don't know Zavala had a wife. Uh, he originally, he was with Lord Saladin. He was like his apprentice um, of sorts. And then Zavala fell in love with this woman and he left. He gave up on like protecting the people. He wanted to go live his own life. And mm -hmm. then they found this boy. They adopted him and named him Akeem. So he was his son. And then he got killed by Fallen in a Fallen raid. And so Zavala was at the point where like he almost shot his own ghost. Like he was mm -hmm. done. He wanted to just be done. His wife stopped him. And then she ended up leaving and he went back to um, Lord Saladin. And it was really good payoff for like the season prior because like Crow is talking shit like, you know, Zavala, blah, 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 blah. And he, he, Saladin was like, you don't know half of what he sacrificed to become the man he is. And then like mm. we finally saw it and I'm like, you fucked up, Crow. <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, uh, freaking um, Eris continues to depress me because she keeps talking about her ghost in indirectly like crow said another thing about his ghost and like she was like you know the the is you know something something about a ghost it's it's not easily forgotten and mm -hmm. like you remember like there's a final mission and the final mission was not very good unfortunately it was kind of a flat ending to an otherwise really good season that handled a lot of difficult topics really well um i think the the you know, it, the, the format is losing its luster very quickly because like, it's really cool. But then like when you have to finish it and then you're like, Oh, half the season's still going on. And it's just like, this isn't good enough at a certain mm -hmm. point. Um, and it's like, yeah, you ended it, but like the ending wasn't great. There was a cool cut scene. Uh, Callus was there and you know, we dealt with him and he's gone. Um, but, uh, you know, she is in this mission and like she's in trouble, like getting pinned down. I'm like, somebody better save her. She doesn't have a ghost. <laughs> Everyone else is like, oh, I can't do it. Crow's like, oh, I need back. I can't hold it. So like she doesn't have a ghost. Save her. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, do not kill Eris. <laughs> she does not deserve that. And then at the end, there's like this little audio clip of her talking, and she's like, "Maybe I can find happiness again." And then she's like, "Come to the Moon Pyramid. The final battle's on like the Moon Pyramid. We go inside there." It's actually that part of it was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of like fan theories as to why they're so focused on the Moon Period because it's like behind enemy lines, and that's gonna be the staging point for the invasion of Soul. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh. So at the end, she's like, I'll see, like, something like, oh, something, something rat. And she calls the person she's talking to a rat, which is the drifter. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of, like, potential romantic tension between them and season over <coughs> of uh, arrivals. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. So, you know, one, a lot of people are hoping that they're finally, like, you know, fulfilling that. Um, gotcha, because gotcha. everybody's shipping them and, you know, rightfully so. Um yeah. You know, they have pet names. She calls him rat. He calls her moon dust. It's lovely, you know? Um, so, 
Uh, a lot of people are wondering if the next season's going to, like, the Drifter is going to be a major player in it, which would be good because he hasn't done anything since Beyond Light, much like The Stranger. Um, mm-hmm. Which, like, yeah, she's still in the game and nothing has happened with her. Is she still that was kind of a big deal. Or do people just call her Anna Bray or whatever? No, Elsie. Elsie, right. She still shows as a stranger, like, on the map and stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, she's Elsie. Gotcha. Um, Anna Bray hasn't been in the story either, you know? Not since Bray's. Beyond Light. Yeah, no, dude. The Braves were great. They've been doing they really cool stuff, but like they're just <laughs> they're leaving these very important characters behind with stories that feel like they should have been resolved or at least progressed. Mm, yeah. And like I don't know. Does it feel like um, it's getting too big and away from them at all? Or does it just feel like they're focusing on things and leaving some things with less I feel attention like than they I feel like they're gonna be major players in Lightfall mm, okay. because that's when the second collapse is supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. so i feel like that's when they're gonna come back as major players and it's gonna be like okay because the second collapse is what caused like i think that's what caused eris to flip to the darkness that's what caused anna went dark um and that's why elsie was on the run was because they all got consumed by darkness so and that was all i believe a result of the second collapse so gotcha. What is Osiris when, up to these days? He is recovering from being taken by Savathun. Yeah, he's, okay. I wasn't sure. Uh, he is not conscious, as far as we're aware. Uh, Saints there like all the time when he's not feeding the pigeons in the hangar. Sure, sure. Uh, they talked about Mithrax in one of the seasonal things, so he's still around, and I'm hoping we see more of him soon. Uh, because like now that we've had the Cabal as ally, like there are Cabal on the helm right now. Just two dudes like standing guard by the Crown of Sorrow. I've named them Hank and and Frank. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So Hank is on the left. Frank is on the right. Every time I go through, I'm like Hank, Frank, and I walk through. <laughs> um. So like we've had a lot of interactions with the Cabal now, and we had interactions similar with the Fallen, uh, with the Elixir. I have to be careful. See, this is what Destiny has done to me. The Elixni <laughs> are like the House of Light, the ones who live in the city. They're the cool ones. They are Elixni. Fallen, bad name, only for the evil guys. We don't call the Elixni Fallen. They're good. They're our friends. They're not Fallen. They are Elixni. We don't talk about Fallen. No. No. No, no, no. 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 Um, but yeah, I'm still playing because I'm having a good time. I've switched my load out a little bit. I just like playing the game, but like I'm, I'm definitely like kind of reaching that point where I'm like, I'm going to play more other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm still playing. Uh, Mega Man Legends has taken up a lot of my playtime, especially like my casual kind of late night playtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember what game I played. Sacred 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. That had ultra wide support. <laughs> and what year did that come out, Chris? 2012. Uh, so I was playing it on PC, and the PC version by default doesn't have good controller support, but it has an expansion that the console version doesn't have. But the console version was only $2.49 on the Microsoft Store and was backwards compatible. So I booted up my Series X and played that for a little bit. And then I was like, boy, this looks like an Xbox 360 game. And you know what doesn't look as good as you remember? Xbox, Xbox 360 games. <laughs> They do not look like back in the day, those games looked like, wow, how are games going to look better than this? And now you look at them now and it's like, is that a PS2? Is that an original Xbox? What is this? Oh my God. Mega Man Legends looks more crisp. 
you know <laughs> what the ultimate test of ultrawide support would be and i hate that i'm forgetting the name right now but it's your least favorite game of all time we'll never know that tj we'll sent you like 10 we'll never copies know. of we'll never know i'm not gonna say it we'll I'll never know have, i'll just have to ask tj <laughs> nope. and then have him send you more copies nope. unless you tell me it right now nope it's still in the freezer I keep wanting to say Stormfront, but it's not that. Boy, I'm getting old. <laughs> it's just you're younger than the, me. Calm down. As of this recording, my birthday was yesterday. I'm old. Yes. I feel I feel the weather in my joints now. God, you are an 80 year old man <laughs> in a 31 year old body. Wait, 30 or 31? 31, right? 31. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not yeah. as younger than me as I think you are most of yeah. the time. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a 91 baby, so I'm always one year <clears throat> below the end of the actual year. So 2022, I'm 31. See, that's weird, though, because my sister's two years younger than me, and she's a 91. She was born, like, she was technically born, like, five days before my birthday that year, but she's two, because I'm 32, she's 30. Oh, so it's, so it's like a like a year. It's just because you're July. Like That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. I'm like yeah. a year and a half ahead of you. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. 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 So if I, if I was a 1990 baby, it would be way easier because 2022, 32, 2023, yeah. 33. But mine, mine is fun though. Like you don't, you wouldn't think 89, but mine's fun because every like the you know next year when I turn 33, it's going to be 11, 11, mm. uh, 23. You know, so it's always like yeah. I get the 11s. No, that's um, fair. No, this year. I'm sorry. It's 11, 11, 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. get the multiples of 11. So I'm going to be 11, 22, 33, oh, nice. you know? <laughs> Skyrim came out. I turned 22, you know? Oh, Skyrim oh, came yeah. out when I was 22, Ross. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Boy, we're old. Yep. It's been a while. <laughs> oh. Jesus. Um, What else have I been playing? Um, So yeah, Sacred 2. I want to find a good controller setup for it on PC. I think I need to download the fan patch though because it kept crashing. Mm -hmm. um, I bought a bunch of stuff. Well, not a bunch. I bought a couple things during the Steam sale. Uh, most important is I bought Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown with the Top Gun Maverick content uh, because Solid. I can't wait for that movie to come to Paramount Plus because I just want to watch so many scenes of that movie again. Mm -hmm. That movie is so freaking good <laughs> and so little of it has leaked on YouTube. <laughs> the Avengers, you could watch the whole goddamn movie from fan reactions. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, there's like two scenes on there, and they're YouTube shorts, and they're in gray. And I'm like, yo, I can watch all of Spider Man No Way Home, but I can't watch anything from Top Gun Maverick. And maybe that's just a show of respect for Top Gun Maverick. Yo, for real, I feel like that's maybe one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, that might be really top five. Good. Yeah. So that is, an, and like, it's the only movie on the earth that, like, you know, other than like the Avengers, because you're emotionally invested in that, but like, had no investment in Top Gun. And like, that yep, movie same. is the ultimate, just like, hero fulfillment movie where it's just like, of course they got it. Of course they make that shot. But I'm not even mad that they did it. I'm just with them. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I let's go. I, I, I wish I would have <laughs> worn the shirt on the show, but oh, yeah. Another announcement from the, the last podcast. Uh, my wife and I are having a child. Half gen baby. So, so that's happening. Uh, <coughs> she is Excuse me. out of the first trimester. Just had a appointment with the doctor. Everything looks good. Um, baby's mostly head right now, which apparently is normal, but is also an Orlando trait. So it could be a little column, a little column B. Um, but I, uh, 
I was gifted a basically a shirt with the Top Gun logo, but it says Top Dad instead, which is a pretty great shirt. So um, it's a little presumptuous, don't you think? No, okay, absolutely. <laughs> um, dude, I'm excited for Mission Impossible: um, Dead Reckoning Part One next year because yeah. I just did a marathon of all of those, and none of those movies, except kind of the second one, are bad. <laughs> They're all varying degrees of good to great. Oh, dude, Henry Cavill reloaded his fists. It's so good. Oh, I've seen that clip. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's really good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I can't oh. do it too low because I'm going to punch my desk, but you, yep. know, you get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wow, so you I got really combat have... with Top Gun. I really have not been playing a lot. I did play, we played a bunch of um, Elden Ring with the mm. co op mod. Right. And so the co-op mod does not run on the Elden Ring servers. It runs on Steam servers. So basically what it is, is it's a single player game that brings other players into it. So everybody can ride their horse. Everybody can, you know, kind of go around. If you die, you just spawn at the nearest site of grace and just run back. They give you a debuff that like reduces your HP until everyone rests at a site of grace so there's penalties for that. And then if you die during a boss fight, you spectate the remaining players. So how does that work in terms of like Elden Ring servers and stuff and you being able to use this mod? How does that all work? You are not connecting to Elden Ring servers. You are connecting to each other over Steam. So it's kind of like like remote play together type of No. Game? So it's no? just okay. it's just using it. So it's just directing Elden Ring to a Steam server. Gotcha. So there's no invasions, there's no like notes on the ground, all that stuff is gone because you're not connecting to from soft servers. So how do you how do you join each other? Do you there's an item in game that like you mm -hmm. kind of set up a password and everything and then yeah. other players just search for that password. And oh, they just and join. it still works because it's on the Steam server. Yeah, so you just okay. connect over gotcha, Steam gotcha, instead gotcha. of their service. So, like, that's why there's no anti-cheat or anything. That's why there's no invasions and things like that. They disabled invasions. Unless, like, you know, it's an NPC invasion. That sure. still happens. Yeah. Um, Some of it can be a little wonky sometimes. Like, if you get, like, there are chests that'll, like, teleport you places. And, like, you know, sometimes you'll end up somewhere that your friends can't get to. Mm -hmm. And then okay. you can't travel. Uh. And then there was another scenario where I teleported to a place and they were like, just rest at a site of grace. I was like, I can't get to the site of grace without dying. And so they had to all get there so we could run through it together. <laughs> and then we found a boss we couldn't kill yet. So we're going to go back after and oh, nice. take care of that. Um, How many but, people does uh, it support multiplayer? Well, we've been playing with three total. Three total. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool because there's no like, when you kill a boss it puts down like a little thing that you could just like teleport back to the entrance, just like an Elden ring, but you can just run around. You can just keep going. So like, instead of like right. kicking people out and then having to go like summon them again, you yeah. just stay in the same world. And it does it save progress to your actual game or is it a separate thing? Since... I believe it saves progress to every person's individual game. Okay. Gotcha. I wasn't sure if, the next time you would log on into like Elden Ring servers, if you were playing single player, if that would no, like those are completely it. different. So this okay. character is not on the official server. So if I booted up the game, there's a separate launcher okay, that you get. That's, that's, so you okay, don't gotcha. boot up Elden Ring because you would immediately get flagged and banned. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah. the advantage is because we're not using the easy anti-cheat and everything, I can use my ultra-wide mod, and it works perfectly because Elden Ring runs an ultra-wide. It just puts black bars on the side. <laughs> 
No advantage. No advantage. Mega Man Legends. I bet I could get Mega Man Legends to run in ultra wide. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't because like Mega Man Legends doesn't load chunks far enough out for that. Uh, it doesn't do it enough for 16 by nine. So many times I see the world that doesn't exist. I see through objects I'm not supposed to be able to see through. It's that, great. That just, that just means it's time for you to will the remake into existence. It has to happen. Yeah. The timing is perfect. Come on. Just this is the perfect time. People are digging those single player open world games. And imagine how good that game could look. It, it 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 speaks for itself. You would have to use the Mega Man model from like Street Fighter Five, though. No, that yes. could be DLC. Then you charge people for that. See that? <laughs> See that? There it is. You know, people would fall in love with Tron Bon. You know, she's great. Um, the hell else have I been playing? I don't. I haven't really been playing a lot, to be honest. You know, um, that's fair. Not a wide variety. I've been, I've been busy with life stuff, you know, going through mm -hmm. my promotion at work training. I've been exhausted because I've been doing a lot. Um, so I haven't even like, I haven't even been bringing my steam deck to work. Cause like, I mm -hmm. can't like now that I'm in my store though, I can finally like bring my stuff and I know where it'll be and I know it'll be safe. Um, yeah. so I might start doing that again. Um, I'm trying to think, yeah, no, really. I think that's really, I just, you know, in my downtime, I just been playing destiny cause it's easy. Uh, yeah. and then it's just like, okay, well I can play a lot of this and then go to sleep. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I have been playing that mobile game we got sponsored for, um, at first I wasn't sure. And I was like, oh, but then, you know, the Tony cipher, you know, got into it and then TJ started playing it and then TJ got really into it. So now we're playing together. Um, <laughs> and that turned into a thing we weren't expecting. So we've been playing that a lot and that's been kind of cool. Um, nice. you know, you should, you should, you should play with it. You know, it's really easy. You just pick it up every once in a while, tap a couple things, you're done, and you know, just join our alliance because there's another alliance trying to bully us, and I want to fight them, and nobody else wants to because they're like they're bigger than us. And I said I don't care. <laughs> they're gonna fight us whether we want it or not. <laughs> Let's take the fight to them. Show them we're willing to throw down. <laughs> we have no fear. <laughs> they built a, the a, They built a tower right next to where we live like our territory is in their territory now and i'm like pissed off and i'm like dude let's destroy this thing and they're like they got a big army i was like dude fuck <laughs> oh um well i want to talk anime can i talk anime sure uh love after world domination finished and mm. now i am in my similar to my post uh, my dress up darling depression uh, is my post love after world domination depression because that show is so goddamn charming and I love it so much and it's over now. <laughs> How I many just episodes? Want more. It was 12 and I, I hate 12 episode animes <laughs> because this is what happens. <laughs> Except it didn't like, it didn't feel super rushed mm -hmm. and like, you know, there, is there going to be season two? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know i really hope so <laughs> really want there to be i love that show um i know the 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 devil is a part-timer season two is supposed to be coming out soon like this year mm. so i have that to look forward to uh yeah. i haven't figured out what's going to be my summer anime because dress up darling was winter um 
my uh the the love after world domination was spring so i have to find a summer anime mm. um i fell off real hard of spy family uh because those episodes started feeling kind of samey and i really should go and watch because i think that ended at 12 but they're making more that are coming soon um mm -hmm. but um, i, I kind of fell off that show real hard so apparently my of darling has announced um that they'll be holding a special event for the anime on september 17th in japan uh, that show is year. definitely getting a season two yeah the demand is very high so yeah because it's good in september is when they will officially announce it most likely good. so i'll have that to look forward to after attack on titan um and then i really hope love after world dominate because that show is just so cheeky and campy and great because like i said it's just power rangers and like they they do like in the final episode they do the transformation again they have their little wrist things and they're like go and they hit them and like they do the thing the the taste of strawberry the power of justice and it's just like yes <laughs> and they all go through their thing the taste of soda the <laughs> The scent of peach, the taste of love. It's just so stupid, and I love it. <laughs> they fight a giant baby. It's just so great. <laughs> oh, the Mass Effect 2 final boss? And it's just like, and it's just like the whole show is stupid because, like, Gecko has the evil group Gecko has a no dating policy, and then a bunch of them start dating and, like, they're gossiping about it. And they're like, but don't tell anyone. And, like, their commander doesn't know, even though they're, like, all really obvious and everyone knows. They're like, Supreme <laughs> Leader doesn't know somehow. Like, <laughs> the show is so goddamn charming. I love it so much. I don't know what it is. I hate 12 episode animes, but two of my favorite like ever now are. And then I want to watch Sword Art again because the theme song got stuck in my head the other day. And now I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I was going to watch Full Metal Alchemist because I'm like, I need to watch that again to see where that fits now post Attack on Titan. And then the, you know, I got the stupid sword art theme in my head and I'm like, oh God, am I going to really watch that exhausting ass show again? <laughs> And yeah, I'm probably going to do it. <laughs> uh. Anime's been good to me this year. <laughs> Crunchyroll <laughs> has been real good to me. Yeah. Uh, they put a they put a bunch of shows on there that weren't on there before. Like they're updating more and more of like their Funimation library. And I have a bunch of shows that I want to watch. But like I go through weird phases in anime where like now I'm in kind of comfort food mode. Mm, and i'm yeah. like i don't really want to watch something new i want to watch something i like right what the fuck what the fuck is this they're going through the carousel and i see this ross i see this my stepmom's daughter is my ex <laughs> stepmom's daughter is my okay yeah, yeah that's not as that's... bad as i thought it was at first yeah. but like <laughs> it seemed like it could have been a disaster yeah yep my stepmom's daughter is my ex. <laughs> it's still bad. It's, you know? It's still, still not good. Okay, Google, turn on my lights. This is right, it's getting dark enough. Um, okay, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to... <laughs> um, there's so much I still need to watch, but I want to watch something I like. And then before, you know, season two, because they're definitely going to dub... Oh, shit. Okay, July 13th. Here's the exact time The Devil's a Part-Timer Season 2 begins. Oh, Breaking news! <laughs> <laughs> July 14th? 
That is tomorrow. That's tomorrow. <laughs> That's going to get dubbed. Drop. They're dubbing it, right? The dub for that show was actually really good. Yeah, it was excellent. They talk about the because the English dub is on Crunchyroll now, which it wasn't oh, before. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. They have an official show. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't watch the My show prayers right now, have been answered. <laughs> <laughs> Just dub it. The actor said they want to come back. Like fucking Ruby is on here now. The Rooster Teeth show. Oh yeah. And they have a new season of it that's actually like anime, like made in Japan anime. And it's like it's it's so Japan. They were gonna dub it with their people, and they were gonna do it day and date. So every day a new oh. sub came out. The dub was gonna come out, but the logistics, I guess, became a nightmare. And so they were like, it's indefinitely postponed, but it's coming soon. Um, but they're going to dub it with the original English cast. Oh, nice. But now it's like anime-ass anime. And I'm like, yeah. I want to see that. Ruby's good. Ice Queendom is what it's called. But I'm like, I want to see that. That's probably going to be really good. Yeah. I've fallen off anime really hard after being super into it for like two or three months. I haven't it's watched fairly it classic, you. Yeah, it is. It's, that's, that's the ADD. <laughs> Hyper-focus. It happens so much. It's tiring. Anyway, any more anime news? Um, no. Uh, but I have yeah, some. I, I have some movie news. Please. Uh, I saw Thor: Love and Thunder. How was that? You know, looking at the Rotten Tomatoes score, it's like sitting around like I think like a sixty-five for critics like an 81 for the audience. And I think there are a few too many jokes in the movie. I think a couple of scenes would have benefited from not throwing a joke in at the end of a serious scene. But overall, it's a very fun time. Can I ask you in as spoiler-free way as possible? Sure. How is the whole Natalie Portman Thor thing? It's good. It okay. is It is how it is done in the comics. Um, okay. For the reasoning and how it comes to be. Um, I'm glad they brought Natalie Portman back. They did her dirty in the early Thor movies for how good of an actress she is. Um, did you hear, uh, I don't remember how to say the director's name. Uh, Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he asked her if she wanted to be in a Star Wars movie because he's doing yeah. that Star Wars movie. And she's like, I was in three of them. Yeah, and he's like, I've never, se- I've never seen those. Or I, or pre- I pretend to forget those exist or something. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. like, I was in three of them, so thank you for asking. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Christian Bale as the villain in the movie. I imagine he's really good. He's he's the like it's him, Loki, and Thanos in terms of villains in the MCU. That like, sounds about right. Yep, and, and as part of like the Marvel thing, he started to like work out um because it's a marvel movie well it's also christian bale like have you ever seen like his yeah. he had to play like this really like scrawny dude for yeah. a role he starved yeah. himself for like weeks he was skin yeah. and bones yeah. and dude and then he buffed back up for batman yeah and uh I, I saw some headline where it was like uh christian bale started to work out and then he was like what's the point if chris hemsworth is right there and then he didn't work out a ton <laughs> so um but he's really good in that movie um and i've come to appreciate christian bale more as an actor thanks mm. to his non-batman roles because yeah. i think he's just okay in those movies which is mm-hmm. kind of an unpopular opinion he's 
just okay. Like he's a fine Bruce Wayne and his Batman is iconic, but weird. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you know, he, no. he went a direction and no. I credit him for that. Not the direction I would have gone, but <laughs> you know, um, but like, you know, after all those movies, you know, it's like seeing like American psycho and then seeing like bits and pieces here of like uh, Ford versus Ferrari uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, Christian Bale's really good. Like, did you ever see American psycho? No, I never did. American psycho. A fucking fantastic movie. And yeah. it is like gory as shit. And it has like a really, I think it's like a really good ending. Like it's a weird ending, but it's really good. Um, you absolutely owe it to yourself. I think it's his best role, hands down. Like he, he's crazy, mm-hmm. but like it, it, he's legitimately crazy. But like <laughs> he kills it, dude. Like he's, yeah. he is so, like he is funny. He's horrifying. Like he is every, he's annoying. He's pompous. He's like, every part of the spectrum and he just nails it like that's that famous business card scene like you right. know like let's see paul allen's card and he's just like yeah. handshaking just and the watermark <laughs> <laughs> um you should absolutely see that movie like i i put it off forever and then i finally got around to it and like that might also low key be one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, cause I've been, you know, YouTube's been surfacing the clips again, and I'm like, yo, I really like this movie. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting there watching. I basically watched the whole movie on YouTube via various clips and stuff. And I'm just like, sure. yo, this movie is so good. <laughs> <laughs> he, the way he talks about like music in it, he's such a pretentious asshole. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> But yeah, like Christian Bale's phenomenal. Yeah. And like, I, I think that's the thing is Batman is maybe like lower on his, on my list of his performances that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Batman's kind of low on that actually. Yeah. So, or mid tier. Yeah. <coughs> Apologies. The cough um, still will not go away. Yeah. Yeah. It's... We're three months running. Um, But yeah, overall, I think, uh, I think Thor is worth seeing. Um, it's i don't know kind of where they take it from here um to be honest um there was a good kind of there was a good kind of conclusion for one character in the story uh which was nice to see and i don't know if they'll bring that character back in any way shape or form in the future um but enough of the jokes hit and i think the action scenes are good um that I, I don't think it's good as Thor Ragnarok, um, but it's still a solid MCU comedy movie, more or less. So um, I like it more than I like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I came out of the movie saying, it's fine. It was fine. Um, still need to watch Shang-Chi. That's the one Marvel movie that's in my blind spot that kind of, that was during like COVID stuff and uh Allie and i want to watch that it's on disney plus so that's i still have up. to see black widow because i want to watch that because i like black widow and black i heard widow... that movie is entirely mediocre but black widow is is like a solid like seven out of ten if it would have come out before like when it was originally supposed to come out i think it would have hit a lot harder that movie came out way too late it, it lost all it, meaning it at that point yep. yeah yeah like absolutely. that movie that movie should have come out before endgame yeah yeah like have. that 100%. that should have come out before Endgame. Because if yeah. you had done it before Endgame, that would have only built on that scene happening in Endgame. I think it would have been better to build that up than to build off of that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um like if you but, do it in a nice in between, perfect. 
the the best thing about the Black Widow movie is that it introduces uh, her little sister Yelena Belova, who is an amazing character, um, who showed up in the Hawkeye series, which the Hawkeye series is really good. Um, the Miss Marvel series on Disney Plus right now is actually is also really Here's good. Very good. It's very here. It might good. be the best one. It it might. I would need time to think on it, but it might be. Um, the season finale just came out today. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but the first five episodes have been very, very good. Um, so, um, so yeah, I didn't watch. I didn't watch Obi Wan, but I I saw the the final battle. You know the yeah the thing you oh, watch yeah. it for, I guess. You know, yeah. I was a you know it's probably because I didn't watch the whole series, but I was just whelmed. Yeah, it's Obi Wan started strong and ended strong. And the middle was kind of a mess a little bit. I, it was originally supposed to be a movie. And I think as a movie, it would have worked a lot better. Um, there's a fan edit of the series into like a movie. And apparently it's very good. Um, but I think it was well worth them bringing back Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Um, I think Hayden Christensen, he, did a, he didn't get a ton of screen time. But in like in episode five, I think it was. Um, as Obi-Wan's like pondering things. Um, he has a flashback to him and Anakin training in the Jedi Temple when like episode two Anakin. So he's like the Padawan with the braid and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's Hayden Christensen. And it's like, oh my God, my heart. Yep. Yep. They brought him back for, for this moment. And boy, as a Star Wars fan, boy, is it working. Um, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I think it's good. Um, I've been... The Star Wars live action series, I don't think any of them have been phenomenal yet. Um, I think Mandalorian was really solid. Book of Boba Fett was was good. Um, and Obi-Wan was not as good as it should have been, but still still a good show. Um, they have Andor coming out next, which I really, really don't care about because un- another unpopular opinion, I'm not the biggest Rogue One fan. Rogue um, One was not good. People love Rogue One. I was not. It, People are it, wrong. Rogue One was not a great movie by any stretch. I, I, they introduced too many characters for me to care about when they all died at the end. It was so such a throwaway film. Like, I, I don't think it, I think it could have, it didn't have to be a throwaway film. You're right. If, if they just made me care about the characters. But remember, the tr- too many. The troubled development too, right? You know, you yeah. had somebody in charge of it and then Ron Howard had to come in and close it, but he had to close it with a lot of content he didn't make, you know? Yeah. And it's... so that movie just kind of felt like two conflicting opinions of what the movie should have been. And it had cool moments, but like ultimately it's entirely, the film as a whole is entirely irrelevant except for the single greatest Darth Vader scene in the history of cinema. Maybe one of the coolest villain scenes in the history of cinema. That moment in the hallway when the lightsaber turns on and the music goes nuts and Vader gets to be as badass as he always should have been. That is the only redeeming quality of that film is that scene. You cannot change my mind. Yeah. And that scene is one of the best scenes in all of Star Wars. Maybe the best in all of Star Wars. Holy shit. (laughs) <laughs> so like they're having this prequel series of Cassie and Andor, Diego Luna's character, the main like the main male lead from Rogue One, and it's like I, I don't care. See, um, I'm I'm just t- like, can we just get a show or a movie about Darth Vader being really cool instead of at the end him always getting like almost killed but not killed? 
because all the movies and a lot of the shows and the video games, they just kind of make Darth Vader be really cool until he gets his ass kicked. That's that's all. And it's just like, can we just get like a Darth Vader thing where he's cool the whole time and incredible? And it's like, this is why Darth Vader is Darth Vader because he's one of the greatest villains in cinema, but he always gets his ass kicked. He's famous for getting his ass kicked. It's, it's, it's not be, nearly what, to the same. Old man Obi Wan. <laughs> it's the only um, win he has in cinema. <laughs> he beat Luke the first time in best. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, he was but, trying to corrupt. He wasn't going. He wasn't out for blood. <laughs> he, we know what he was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, and and this is not nearly to the extent, but uh, kind of like since three four three took over Halo. It's in some ways it's kind of been similar with Star Wars for me since Disney took over. Like, um, there's been really, there's been well, there's there's I think there's too much. There's been really good books, really good comics, but the movies and TV. I mean, the sequel trilogy had so much potential. And I will still say I think the Force Awakens. That's Episode Seven, right? That's Seven. Yeah. I think that's still my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's not, I know popular opinion is Empire Strikes Back, but I, I, I something about yeah. Force Awakens, I, I really enjoyed. Force Awakens. And I like Kylo one, Ren. Yeah. Force Awakens has one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars, which is in the end, um, after Kylo Ren takes down Finn and he starts to try to pull Anakin's lightsaber and it just ends up in Ray's hand and the music swells. That's yeah. one of my favorite scenes in Star Wars. That was it's such so a great scene. And then he's just looking like with amazement. He's just like, yeah. the, f- the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and, and then episode nine, Ray's Palpatine. And it's like hearing behind the scenes stuff of where that was changing like day to day while they were shooting. Some days she wasn't, some days she was. It's just like they went into the sequel trilogy without a plan. You knew and that movie. Shows. You knew that movie was gonna be bad when you have Oscar Isaac standing there saying, "Somehow, Palpatine has returned." Yeah. Somehow, yeah, yeah. Somehow, yeah. bullshit. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's thank how. you, thank you so much, Disney, for bringing back Oscar Isaac to play Moon Knight, which was a phenomenal performance. Um, you should watch Moon Knight's really good. I should watch uh, Moon Knight. Uh, but yeah, it's with Star Wars, it's just been like the TV shows since they took over. It's like the live action initiative is, I really like the idea of it. And I think they can execute it well. Cause I think most of the Marvel live action series on Disney plus are really good. The only one that I think was a little underwhelming was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, but like WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, like, they're hits uh and they're really good um it's just i don't i don't know like this i just got this i just ordered this which is star wars shadow of the sith a new book which uh takes place uh in the sequel trilogy era and it's basically from what i understand a like buddy cop story of luke and lando teaming up um and the uh this guy is i think his name is ochi bastoon who is the corpse they found in episode nine who was the person who was transporting ray's parents after they dropped her her off 
or he was the bounty hunter or something. So you get like history of Palpatine's son. You get history of Ray's parents in this book. Hmm. And it's like, as a Star Wars fan, I kind of want to know what that is because like, I just don't see Palpatine like getting down and dirty. I feel like that was a weird thing. Yeah. Um, Palpatine having kids is a very weird thing. Yeah. But like, I feel like Star Wars with these shows, like with the books, is they're kind of filling in gaps that like logically people would want to know what happened. And I feel like these shows are just making stories people aren't asking for, for the sake of making these shows. Well, I mean, it was like the, it's like Solo, the movie. It's like no one wanted. No one wanted an origin story for Han Solo. We didn't need one. And granted, granted, I went back and watched that movie for the first time a couple years ago. That's a it's a really fun movie. It's not needed, but it's a fun movie. Um, and I think uh, Alden Ehrenlich or whatever the actor's name was, I think he did a really good job of like channeling a young Harrison Ford while being able to put his own spin on it. But like Disney said, they've they've learned from like trying to recast iconic actors as young actors. That's not the issue, Disney. The issue it, is you're making movies people don't want to see. Nobody wanted Solo. Yeah. You could have done it as part of another series. If you want to do like a big origin series and then you can bring Solo into it as a character, that's one thing. And that might've gone over better, but you're making an origin movie for a character who never needed an origin. His origin is in the first Star Wars. That's the only Han Solo we need to know about. Yeah. The one who's relevant to the plot. So that that's, yeah, that's my rant on Star Wars. Um, and, and like on the opposite end of that spectrum, you know, here's Star Trek. And I feel like they had their speed bumps for a while. And again, yeah. they're making some of the best content they've ever made. Some of the best television they've ever made. Mm-hmm. They finally figured out how do we make a show that has action, but has integrity. Mm-hmm. And that's not a knock on Star Wars. I'm just saying like, you know, cause they got too cinematic with Star Trek TV. Yeah. You know, when they tried to do that comeback, they wanted to channel too much of the Abrams and they lost, they lost the sci-fi in the action. You know, they yeah. had the lasers, they had the pew pew, they had some of the jargon, but they didn't have enough of it. It didn't feel authentic, mm-hmm. but they yeah. finally are, they finally figured out how to kind of mix that together and make like a nice, you know, Star Trek television thing. And like, I think oh. they've been killing it. And then, you know, I, I think both of those pieces of fiction the star the the star the star fictions fictions are both better when they're at their peak when star wars was you know making all the movies and like you know and then star trek comes back and kills it on tv and then star wars comes back and kills it in the movies and then star trek you know is still you know just before you know the the you know they had deep space nine they had voyager which Mm -hmm. were very successful shows that ran into the late 90s they had star trek enterprise which ran into the early 2000s and was you know relatively successful and then they just kind of stopped and yeah. then they had the the Abrams trilogy, which was you know overall good movies. You know, <laughs> they're not my favorites, but um, that first one's really good. Yeah, but yeah. like you know, it's good that Trek is now finally kind of getting back to the basics. And they're like, you know what? Maybe Star Trek should be a little pretentious in some cases. Like that was always the thing. Is like Star Trek's pretend you got all this jargon and you just want to sound smart. And it's like, well, that's what they're going for. <laughs> and sometimes that's okay. When yeah. it's when it feels authentic, then it's okay. Yeah. You know? 
It, you, know. It, you know, you can hate it if you want. That's okay too. But that's what Star Trek is, and it's a bunch of jargon and BS. And it just when it comes together the right way, it's just warm and fuzzy. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to understand it. You just nod your head and you're like, "Of course." <laughs> Uh, the answer's been right in front of us all this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, st I'll still stay excited for the uh, Kotor remake. Very excited yeah. for that. Uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga is a very good game. I just finished up the prequel trilogy. About to go into the original trilogy. Um, it'll and it'll never happen. Yeah. But God damn it, Bioware and Star Trek. Everyone would play that. Yeah. Everyone would play that damn game. Yeah. Star Trek deserves a truly landmark video game. They had a few in the 90s, you know, Bridge Commander, yeah, Bridge Commander, um, Star Trek Armada, you know, those games were really good. But Star Trek has never had that KOTOR game. They've yep. never had that game that, like, the reverence for it lasts for decades. You know, they never had a game worth remaking or remastering. Right, right. And you know what? <laughs> Somebody needs to do that. And I think, like, the Mass Effect format is the perfect format for that. The question is, do you add ship combat? I don't know. Maybe you don't mm. need it. Maybe it's just, like, you're in the captain's chair. At some point, like, the thing, the difference with Star Trek to Mass Effect is you have to be in the captain's chair at some point. Yeah. Shepard, you're never, like, controlling the ship. You know, you have, like, your occasional thing. Like, attack, you know? But, like, you got to have the thing as, like, you know, the the options of, like, you know, raise shields, hail them, <laughs> get us out of here. You know, you yeah. got to be able to have those decisions, and those decisions have to have ramifications. Even if you don't control the ship, I want to be able to be, like, on screen, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. want to negotiate with somebody. Like, lower your shields. We're here. We're with the Federation, goddammit. Do you know who we are? <laughs> This is the USS, whatever the hell this ship is. <laughs> do you know what you're doing? You are attacking a Federation colony. <laughs> That's what oh. I want in a video game. I want to yell at somebody in Star Trek. <laughs> more this than is a, this is more a than Federation outpost. <laughs> Yeah, but that's why Bridge Crew is so fun because, yeah. like, you get to do this stuff. That's why, like, man, I don't care. I unapologetically role play when we're playing Bridge Crew because oh, that is more fun. fun. Mr. Orlando, yeah. do we have a lock on them? <laughs> what makes it even better is the jank animations of the motion controllers and the head and <laughs> Just stuff. Just like, Mr. It's Orlando, like, do yeah, we have let me, them? <laughs> I'll press this button right here. Yeah. It's just it's like, hold on, I have to invert my arms, and okay, Captain, I have them. Yeah. Mr. Patches, take uh, us out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Raise shields. Get us out of here. <laughs> um, God, so that game. I want a new one of those. I, I With PlayStation one. VR 2, make yeah. a new bridge crew. Yeah. God, I love That it. game is so fun. That is still maybe my favorite VR game. My favorite probably, VR experience. Probably. It's probably mine too. It felt yeah. it just felt so good. That maybe yeah. that's the Star Trek game. Yeah, true. Maybe yeah. that's the best Star Trek game ever made. <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad thing. No. That's no. not a bad thing. It'd be um, better than any Star Wars VR game. I mean, they have that going for them. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh finishing up with me on TV. Uh, I also finished up The Boys season 3. I really want to watch that show, but I haven't started it. It's really good. I heard season I, three was excellent. Season three was excellent. 
I did not like the final episode very much. Um, but the lead up to it was really good. And I I'm heard excited for season four. I heard a lot of people saying the season three is like the best season of that show, which is like that doesn't always happen in those shows. It's, it's the the boys is definitely one of those rare shows where it legitimately gets better season to season. Um, and yeah, it's it's worth it's worth watching when you get a chance. It's yeah. really, really good. Well, because I liked Invincible and everybody's like, if you like Invincible, you'll probably like the boys. Yeah. And everybody's like, if you like the boys, you probably like Invincible. And I'm still waiting for yeah. them to announce season two of Invincible. Did you ever get around to that? I never did. No, really I need to. I, I I read like the first three like <laughs> ultimate edition collections of the comics and I was like, so this is really good. It doesn't happen in chronological comic order. Some stuff, mm, okay. the way season one ends some things that happen after that in the comics happen before mm-hmm. it in the show. Oh, okay. So there's the big okay, event. Well, fine. you've read the comics, you know, the kind of Omni-Man situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so, yeah. you know, like when he fucks off, yeah. some of the stuff that happens after that happens before that in the show, like the Mars mission. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mars mission is in season one. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Cause Omni-Man is doing his thing. And so they send Mark instead. <laughs> um, like they 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 hinted at a lot of that stuff from that mission for season two, so that's going to be a big part of season two, is mm-hmm. like the ramifications of the shape shifting stuff. Um, that's going to be neat. Um, yeah. But yeah, Invincible was really good. The acting was really good, and I I gotta say I really like. I wish more people would do it. Amazon's a little feature of being able to like see on the side of like, this is who these actors are. Oh, Amazon um, X rays. Yes, but yes. like I heard a character, and I'm like, I think that's Michael Dorn. The guy who plays Worf. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I think that's Michael Dorn. And I go over, that's Michael Dorn. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. Uh, have you, Michael uh, Dorn is at his best when he's a ravage beast. <laughs> or a savage beast, whatever. <laughs> have you watched The Legend of Vox Machina yet? The no, version? I have not. You should watch that. I need to watch that. Yep. Yeah, you watch Invincible, good. I'll watch The Boys and Vox Machina. Cool. I feel like you get easier homework than I do. I got to give you something harder than that. Play Mega Man Legends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I can play it pretty easily at this point. <laughs> and it's sequel. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to getting through the first one because I want to get mm. to the sequel. But, like, yeah. I'm really laser-focused on getting this one. So, in Mega Man Legends 1, I got the first weapon I needed. Uh, you get these extra weapons. Most of them suck. Don't matter. Totally irrelevant. Yeah. I got a vacuum arm. And the reason you want the vacuum arm is because picking up the the, the crystals on the ground is mm-hmm. awful because they have no pull to you. You have to physically uh, be pixel perfect on top of them to pick them up, and they fade yeah. away in like three seconds. Uh, vacuum arm pulls them to you, just kind of whoop right sense. into you. You upgrade it like a couple times, it's, it's infinite use. So you use that because you got to farm up like 1.3 million fucking zenny. Um, because there's this thing, there's this missile launcher in the game. I think it's called the Active Buster in the first game. Uh, it's basically these homing rockets. And when you get the last upgrade, they're infinite. And when you fight the final boss, you kill them in about four seconds. Yeah. Because it's rapid fire. So you're just a machine gun of homing missiles. And yeah. he just kind of dies like a yeah. bitch. Fair enough. It's the most expensive weapon to upgrade in the game. So like, I'm just like, in my mind, I'm just like, that is my only focus. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to turn on the light, but no my headphones are corded. Can I reach? Go, go, gadget arm. That, go. With that cord, you should be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. We so that, uh, I take it the Razer headset is uh, done for? Um, I just don't trust it anymore. Um, Dude, I how long have you had it? I had it like a year. 
You should see if you could send it to Razer, see if maybe they could fix it. Yeah, I'll see, because that would be the headset I would use for Discord on Steam Deck um, in terms of That would That would and be then, ideal. And then I would just use the yeah. antline, because the, my quality is ridiculously good for what this is. So. Absolutely. I'll, yeah. I'm always a little impressed. Yeah. But, um, um, I don't know. Um, it's kind of what all I got for kind of everything, I think. Yeah, I think I kind of touched on everything. I'm try- I, There's always something I forget. Uh, yep, oh well it. shit you know what got announced today finally oh yeah bayonetta 3 is coming out october 28th i knew i wanted to talk about that it's real that's very soon it's real and like i heard the trailer's terrible but uh <laughs> so, well what see one thing you could do is you can buy a legal copy of the game go on and play it on steam deck I need your switch though, which is why the thing well, is, good, is you can't go online anymore after you do it. But like, good thing we see each other roughly once a month at this point. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you don't care about connecting online with your switch anymore, then we could just do this, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and then you can have your switch games and I saw how to do it. There's a little piece you can buy on Amazon and it just fits right in. It does the thing and you just boot it into its mode and it's pretty easy from there. Yeah, I actually I want to see because Linus Tech Tips literally like it, they did it and they put in the video like I we dare you to take us down Nintendo and I want I to see that, if I Ninten- saw that video that's the video I was watching and that's why yeah. I texted you because I was like how much do you like your switch yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah was it actually it's, Linus Tech Tips yeah uh, or was it like short I, circuit I, I think it was short circuit yeah yeah because like Nintendo was taking down smaller creators videos just left and right showing nintendo games on steam deck and it was them it's like yeah i am very happy that the first result is the short circuit film from 1986 (laughs) but it's also because it put the space and it wasn't supposed to so now that gives the result but if you put the space the first result is the 1996 film yes number five is alive Never changed my mind. I don't see it. Uh, maybe it wasn't on that channel. Um, we're going to keep searching for it because now we need to know. Um, I, I got to know, you know. Like well, we, well, well, while we are searching for it, I forgot. I also watched with. Uh, it's still Allie up. The, Six days ago. It's still up. Take there this down video or take this video down, Nintendo. I dare you. Yeah. I'm not. Too- um, I'm going to like Wife and I also so I finished. The uh, most recent season of the Umbrella Academy on Netflix, and that show continues to be phenomenal. Highly recommended. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. But yeah, Bayonetta three is actually coming out this year, so that's actual news. Good job, Nintendo. You did it. Um, well, now just announce the goddamn Metroid Prime trilogy. You sons of bitches. Play it on Steam Deck. I'm really thinking about it. It's good. I, I can get I know, you set up. I know. With the, I know. Yeah. I know. And I wouldn't care. I would just put it on the main drive. I don't care. Like, that's where it wants to be. That's where it can be. I don't give a shit. Um, After this podcast, I have to get all of the MU deck stuff reset up since I re imaged. After this podcast, do you have like 20 minutes? Potentially. Do you want to do it? If we we end like now? Yeah, Yeah, but I'm cool to do that. We should do that Mega Man Legends thing I wanted to do. 
I think that would be cool. Do like a video of just like playing Mega Man Legends on the Steam Deck and then like we could do it on here is what I'm thinking, you know? Potentially. Let me check my phone. Yeah, 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 about about food. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, she's she she's bad. She's bad. She's mad. She, she would she she would like me to come eat. <laughs> do you have time after you eat? Probably not, to be yeah, honest. Okay. Not All right. All right. Are, that's are, are you are you free this weekend at all? Um, hold on. Let me peep my schedule. Okay. Okay. Uh, stand by. Yep. Standing by. Bye. Uh, Saturday, I get off at five. I mean, that's that. I'm home all weekend so yeah we can we can we can make that work i'm off at five we can do something and then i can edit that and then i can edit the maddening episode two. Oh shit the maddening is out i was i was just about to make that announcement yeah yeah the maddening uh is finally out check it out on youtube uh our youtube yep. channel if i remember i will link it below um check out the maddening episode one is fine uh we're getting our madden legs uh <laughs> underneath us uh it gets better it gets it a does. lot better and we get really into it. We had a lot of fun making it. We hope you guys yeah. will give it a shot and watch it. Uh, we're very proud of it. Uh, I'm, we even like photoshopped a bad cover for it. And it's, I want to <laughs> say it's intentionally bad, but that's all the skill I got. And I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm pleased. Uh, yeah. So the maddening, uh, check it out. Uh, we're trying to do more video stuff. Can I tell you, it has been super unfortunate. I have had the itch almost to write again. Yeah. And I know it's a bad it comes idea. and goes. It comes because, and goes. But like we could yeah, it's like and we could just write about anything now. Not a video game website. Half gen would just yeah. be anything, anything goes. It's a bad idea and I shouldn't do it. But like part of me has been like, what if we just fucking <laughs> did it? <sighs> History repeats. Itself. It's dangerous life, man. It's a dangerous <laughs> life. Except this time it would be the reverse, because we did a website so we could make a podcast and everything. But what if we made a website for the <laughs> podcast? <laughs> That we just happened to write on. <laughs> it's like Watch Mojo. Supplemental to the yep. podcast. We wouldn't even put the podcast on that site. Yeah. Like, oh, new episode is live. Go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> well. <sighs> Existence is pain. Um, <laughs> this has been another episode of the Half Gen Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at official half gen for the latest updates on half gen, including things like the maddening when that goes live. Uh, you can follow me. I am at nightmare CV on socials. You can follow me twitch.tv slash nightmare CV. And I'm on Twitter at, uh, at RP Orlando 91. Uh, I like the pretentious at, <laughs> well, well I, I, I say you can find me at, at um yeah rp orlando 91 that's it yes 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 um i'm doing the mat last minute look around because there's always something when we end and i'm like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> next month for sure it never happens <laughs> and no, i think i'm good yeah fair enough yeah, I'm good. I can't wait. I love that we do it this way because then I just put the splash screen at the start and at the end and I'm done. 
Yeah. You know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to put mm. our names underneath. I'm sorry. I promise I'm not stalling. I'm putting our names underneath <laughs> for the whole episode yeah. now. When they come up, I'm just going to leave it there. I'm going to have it yeah, fade away at the end. Because I'm like, yeah. why don't I do it just at the beginning? You know, it's stupid. Uh, yeah. Someone's going to not see it at the beginning, and then they're going to be like, how do I follow these people? And they're not going to watch all the way to the end. They don't want, they're, no, nobody is listening to this. It's literally the two of us just talking nonsense for a set amount of time. <laughs> I want to know if you're listening to the podcast to this point, okay? I want you to at me or at official half gen. Let's get some engagement there. I want you to at official half gen, okay? And I want you to say the word snuggle. So if you yeah. snuggle at official half gen, maybe I will give you something. I haven't decided what it'll be. Maybe it'll be a $5 Steam card. I don't know. I can afford $5. If you at half gen, official half gen snuggle, I will maybe reach out to you and send you a $5 Steam gift card. If I'm, if, you're probably not a bot because you listen to this whole thing. Yeah. So you'd probably be a real person and maybe I'll DM you a $5 Steam gift card. Who knows? If Russell doesn't do this, I'll be vastly disappointed. Ah, God damn it. Especially Thanks if it's someone I know, it might be 10. I don't know. Thanks uh -huh. for listening. <laughs> Thanks for watching on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Uh, please give us five stars because, like, we need it for our self-esteem. I need it. Maybe not him. He doesn't care, but I need it for my yeah, self-esteem because it's fragile. <laughs> at, at this point, at this point, I've just stopped caring about anything except my future child that's 90% head. Yep, 90%. 90% head, right? That's yep. the title, 90% yep. yep. head? Okay. Yep, yep. All right, I'm glad. <laughs> this yep. was worth it. <laughs> I'm and so we glad we did this. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.